0: Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2017. Let's start off with some exciting VR news this morning. Microsoft announced uh, a whole lineup of new mixed reality VR goggles. They're coming from a variety of manufacturers, including HP, Lenovo, Dell, and Acer, and they are launching this October. These will be compatible with Steam VR and uh, will play on a wide variety of PCs, including Microsoft claims PCs that start as low as $499. The headsets themselves will start. At $399, so they are definitely in the more affordable end of VR. They come with hand-tracking controllers, and they are part of what is a new wave, uh, really the next wave of VR tech, inside-out tracking. So all the VR solutions at the moment require external cameras to track the VR headset and controllers in space, Of course, the Vive has the lighthouse things that need to be mounted high. Uh, Oculus has sensors that you can place on your desktop. And PlayStation VR, of course, uses the old PlayStation camera. Inside-out tracking means that the sensors required for tracking positioning on the headset are in the headset themselves. So there are no external sensors required, which is a huge step up for ease of installation and usability for the technology, which is something Microsoft is touting quite uh, emphatically. I think this is a big step forward. I do have several questions. The first is that Microsoft states that there will be two modes for these headsets, 60 frames per second and 90 frames per second. That seems problematic to me. Everything I've read about VR tech is that 90 frames per second is the minimum required to not have you puke. Uh, That smooth frame rate is required in order to uh, reduce any sense of jitter that you might experience moving your head quickly in VR and causing nausea. Now, I wonder if the 60 frames per second mode, which is designed to allow for lower-end PCs to support these things, if they'll use some interpollination uh, to to fill in those missing frames uh, to prevent... Some of that nausea, or if there's other technology going on, uh, advances that that VR has seen just in the last year or two to uh, smooth out any of that potential nausea. But it's a little scary for me (laughs) hearing that Microsoft is supporting 60 frames per second because it seems like that's a recipe for disaster. But Microsoft is trying to create. As simple a purchasing decision for users interested in upgrading their PCs for this tech as possible, they have two new designations for PCs. They say they'll be Mixed Reality PCs, which are the ones capable of running 60 frames per second, and Mixed Reality Ultra will be the label for PCs uh, capable of running at 90 frames per second with these new headsets. There's a big Windows 10 update to support it. And this is all coming soon. It's coming in October. Pretty exciting stuff. Relatively uh, low price. We don't have a lot of details on exact SKUs or exact system requirements. But you can be sure I'll report it to you here on Newest, Latest, Best as soon as I hear. And speaking of VR, it seems the price reductions for the Vive and the Oculus and now this new $399 announcement from Microsoft has certainly put pressure on Sony. They have announced a new PlayStation VR bundle at $399 as well. $399 is now the new intro price to getting in on high-end VR, which I think is pretty darn good. Uh, This new bundle that Sony has announced includes the PlayStation VR and PlayStation camera. It does not include those move controllers, which I think are, uh, I wouldn't say essential, but certainly uh, additive, and and you're going to want those. If you're really serious about getting in on VR, you're going to want to have hand tracking, even in its uh, simplistic state. Uh, the, The move controllers are the least, I think, the least interesting... Hand tracking solution currently available for VR, but still for PlayStation VR, it's all you can get. And it certainly is, is important to be able to have hand tracking for a lot of the experiences that are available. I wouldn't want to play super hot VR, for example, without hand tracking. But the higher end PlayStation VR Worlds bundle, which does include the Move controllers, has also seen a price drop down to $449. So just $50 bucks more gets you those hand-tracked uh, motion controllers and also the, the collection of, of VR experiences that PlayStation is calling VR Worlds. So consumers now have a lot of options when it comes to getting into VR at a relatively affordable price. No longer is it six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800 uh, on any level to get into VR if you've got systems capable of running them. And I'm hoping this results in more people getting into the tech because there's some great software coming this fall, uh, especially on on the PSVR front. So I applaud Sony for dropping prices. I love the fact that we're getting more options and a lot of these great experiences are going to be able to be playable across all of them. We talked about Microsoft's big VR announcements, but that's not the end of Microsoft news. But it is the end ...of the original Xbox One. The company announced that they are done making launch Xbox One models... ...and now will only make Xbox One S's and Xbox One X's. So no more uh, launch Xbox Ones. I, you know, just pre-ordered the Xbox One X, as I embarrassingly admitted on pre-order day... And I was going to get rid of my Xbox One, my original launch Xbox One with the launch day printing on it and the Kinect sensor that it came with that now is a albatross. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm thinking it might be a collector's item, this thing. How many of them are there out there, these launch Xboxes? Mm, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Microsoft is telling Glixel that it was a typical move for the industry to stop and stop making these and, and transition smoothly into the more modern models of Xbox One. Clearly, the S is the flagship, and the X is the sort of elite uh, one. They're not expecting to sell as many of, but S is the is the workhorse now. Xbox One S is what you buy, what they expect you to buy. So, interesting but normal not quite as normal is microsoft's open invitation to some other publishers valve and nintendo and others to get in on the crossplay bandwagon they want to be able to have crossplay between windows pcs and other platforms that don't just include xbox 1 they say this kind of began with uh, discussions on how Minecraft could have cross-play between uh, PC, Xbox One, Switch, and mobile. And they wanted it in Rocket League as well. Rocket League uh, developers came to Microsoft and said, we want to make this on everything. And Microsoft is open to the idea. Sony, on the other hand... Very much not open to the idea. They said uh, a big fat no when Microsoft approached them about uh, Minecraft. And it sounds like they said no to Rocket League as well. But Microsoft seems hopeful that they can coerce other publishers to get in on this bandwagon. Vice President of Xbox Mike Ibarra said in an interview that Valve is right down the street from them... Nintendo is too. They're like a block from us, he said. We're having these discussions as developers come up and we're completely open to it. People want it, he says, and we totally agree. Games that support cross-play in Microsoft stable include Ark Survival Evolved, Forza Horizon 3, and upcoming games like Crackdown 3 and Sea of Thieves. I think this is a good thing for the industry, but I suspect that will meet more resistance. Sony won't be the only ones that uh, bristle at allowing this to be open between Windows PCs and their platform. I think it just, perhaps from their perspective, just gives people a reason to not buy the games on their system. And I can't argue with that, but it would seem like a really cool move to open up crossplay between multiple systems uh, in a more robust way. So how do you guys feel about that? Do you want to see more cross-play or would you like to keep the walled gardens? Is it better to just play with people on the same devices so you don't have to worry about Windows players playing against you when you're on your Switch? I think that would be interesting. We'll see. Nintendo has announced a new Nintendo Direct-style reveal of their independent lineup. They call it the Nindies Showcase because Nintendo and Indies, Nindies. See how that works? It's a portmanteau. Anyway, you can bet I'll be covering that Nintendo Direct. It happens tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time, so I'll be talking about it on newest, latest, best. But in the meantime, Nintendo has also released a trailer ahead of the event showcasing a bunch of the games that are coming to the Nintendo Switch platform uh, that they're calling Nindies. It's a portmanteau. <laughs> And there are a lot of games, a lot of these independent games coming to the Switch. Some of the standouts that I noticed in the trailer are Monster Boy, the old-school platformer uh, with a very modern cartoonish look, Nine Parchments, which is a big multiplayer isometric shooter, Hollow Knight, a very cool-looking 2D Metroidvania, Hunt Down a 2D 16-bit Contra clone, Wargroove, which looks like an Advance Wars throwback, and my personal favorite, the game I'm very, very excited for and very happy that it's coming to Switch, Battle Chasers Night War, which I talked about at E3. It looks like a very, very cool turn-based role-playing game. That's just uh, scratching the surface. There are a ton of games here in this trailer that you only see snippets of. And I'm sure we'll hear lots more at the Nindies event tomorrow. It's a portmanteau.